Hello, and welcome to Hell Ain't Complicated, a supernatural fan cast. Oh, today's gonna be a fucking hate cast, though. Oh, <laughs> it's gonna be a fucking hate cast. Uh, I'm Claire, I'm with my friend Bo. Hey. And we read John Westchester's journal because, because this uh, Sunday, the day after this recording is released, is going to be Dean Winchester's birthday. Hooray! Hooray! Happy 42nd birthday, Dean Winchester. Jesus Christ. He's so old. Old, old man. Old bastard man. Oh my god. So we're going to celebrate his birthday by... <laughs> trashing his dad and how horrible he is. <laughs> Seems fitting. Yeah. <laughs> um, not really much news, I don't think. I think Misha was going to be on a podcast, but it got uh, rescheduled, I believe. I think Jensen said something, but I can't log into Instagram to see what it is, and nobody will say what it is on Tumblr, so fuck it. No supernatural news this week. Amen. <laughs> We're gonna live that bliss. Everybody already knows Jared walker it's coming and nobody cares nobody cares one piece of news i did like friends of random acts is hosting a charity raffle and stream of supernatural from 7 30 p.m est to 11 30 p.m est this saturday so the 23rd uh all donations will go to true colors united an organization that implements innovative solutions to youth homelessness with an emphasis on lgbtq people youth so i think that's cool if you can go donate a dollar that would be super cool i just want everyone to know that okay now let's fucking roast this ugly shitty motherfucker (laughs) so john winchester's journal by alex irving illustrations by dan panosian published may 19th 2009 four days after the finale of season four that's kind (laughs) of important to know so the synopsis of this is Sam and Dean Winchester know all the secrets of the, their father recorded in his journal. Now you can too. On November 2nd, 1983, Sam and Dean Winchester lost their mother to a demonic supernatural force. In the wake of the tragedy, their father, John, bleh, set out to learn everything he could about the paranormal evil that lives in the dark corners and on the back roads of America and how to kill it. Well, he sure does a lot of killing in this. In his personal journal, he not only compiled folklore, legend, and superstition about all manner of otherworldly enemies, but he also recorded his experiences, hunting the creature that killed his wife even as he raised his two sons. Part prequel, part resource guide, John John Winchester's journal finally gives the fans the ultimate companion book for Supernatural. It's all here. The exorcism Sam and Dean used in Phantom Traveler. John notes on everything from shapeshifters to Samuel Colt, Dean's first hunt, Sam's peewee soccer team, and John's single-minded pursuit of a growing and deadly evil. God, he is so fucking single-minded, Jesus Christ. It's like Mary comes before everything else. Like, sir, you have two young children. She doesn't. Yeah. She's dead. She, she just stops being a person to him. It's so annoying. Uh, before we really, really start getting into it, I feel like I needed to, like, do a quick preface and, like, a little bit more about the book. So, like, obviously we're going to be biased as hell against John. None of this is aimed towards... I'm going to I'm gonna call John ugly a lot. And I do not mean that towards his actor. I don't mean that. It's like he did a good job playing this character. I am not being mean to him. I am... Just John as a concept, I'm going to destroy. Ugly as in, like, morally. Like, when someone does something, like, that's really, really nasty, and you're like, that was so ugly of you. Mm-hmm. 
I keep calling him a rat bastard. Like, all week, I've just been doing that. Um, <laughs> we're mostly gonna ignore his research notes unless they're necessary to the plot. Mostly just because, like, holy shit. They take up so much of the book, and a lot of them are just... A lot of it is just complete filler. And it's, like, interesting sometimes, but it's still, like, complete filler. A lot of it is also not necessarily accurate to what's in the show. Yeah! And it's like, why did you put all this in here? It's like he put in all this lore, and, like, one line of it was true. Anyways, continue. <laughs> <laughs> There's this one part that I'm gonna mention later, because it was so completely unnecessary, it cracked me up. Uh, this book is considered non-canon or loosely canon. It was written well after John's death in the show, but it was written about when, about a month after we found out that John had Adam and had a whole second family, and that is not mentioned in the book at all, so... I think the author kind of was on mostly on his own for this. I think it's also he intentionally didn't mention that, you know, because he did carry it yeah. with him everywhere. His his other two sons could easily get a hold of it. <laughs> mm. That's true. I think at some point in the book, uh, he said that they looked through his book sometimes or something. I don't know. He's not a reliable narrator. <laughs> Jesus Christ, he isn't. Oh, my God. So we're going to start 1983. This is like where it all fucking starts, obviously, in late November. So I'd wrote a synopsis for every year, just to make it easier. Some of them are very long. A lot of them are truly just like one or two sentences because nothing fucking important happens at all. So mourning the death of Mary, John goes to Missouri Mosley and learns about the paranormal things in this world. He starts a journal to record his journey to avenge her death and find the thing that killed her. Uh, his friends and police don't believe his story, but after Missouri sees an undescribed vision, they just don't mention what it was, John finds his friend Julie dead with the words, we are coming for the children, written in blood on the wall. John takes the kids and leaves Lawrence. He meets a mysterious man. Who the fuck is texting me? He meets a mysterious man named H who saves his life and offers to show him the ropes. They kill a shapeshifter at the roadhouse and Dean sees him do that. Yikes. H's wife was also killed by a demon and oh my god. The, John swears he won't become like H and won't be fueled by vengeance. Oh boy. After running a few hunts together, H brings John to a devil's gate and betrays him saying he knows the players involved but John kills him or whatever was taken to shape. But H still succeeds in the end by encouraging John to dive further into hunting. Oh my god, I already hate John so fucking much. Just in this chapter alone, it's like, oh boy. He is sympathetic in this chapter if you don't know what he becomes. Like, if you yeah. didn't know who John Winchester was, and this chapter is just a broken man who's trying his best to take care of his children, and there's something evil out there that's after them, and he's scared... It's hard not to feel bad for him. Then you realize, oh, he knows how wrong all of this is, and he doesn't want to become like this person, except he becomes exactly like this person. Yeah, it's insanely hypocritical. Like, he's he's already becoming this H guy, and yeah, he literally says, like, I'm not going to become this man. I'm not. And it's like, dude, first of all, you already are. Second of all, you're going to get far, far worse and never even reflect on it. Yeah, he has absolutely no self-awareness. Every once in a while, there's a tiny bit of self-awareness that is immediately quashed by justifications. Yeah. And he's, like, always referring to Mary as, like, oh, my wife, oh, my wife died, my burning wife, my wife's diaries, oh, my wife, blah, 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 blah. It's like, stop it. Yeah, it, it, it kind of makes her feel more like a possession and an idea than a person. 
Yeah, only Willa will get to say my wife. Uh, notably, he says he'd never- Oh my god. I never saw a shrink for everything. I went through the Marines, and I got through that. And did you, though? Um, did you, though? Did you, sir? Did, did you, you turn out okay, sir? If you think it's okay to do this to your children, are you really okay? Yeah. Oh my god. So he, like, drops Sam and Dean- at his friend's house. He has some, like, some friends that are, like, mm-hmm. kind of letting him stay and the kids and, like, yada, yada. And they kind of get sick of him, <laughs> understandably, I guess. So the husband, the guy, Mike, I think his name was, gives John a check. And John spends it on a fuck ton of guns. Mm-hmm. He just fills his car with guns. Yep. And then leaves. It's, what the fuck? I think it was the guy from... The episode where they went back to Lawrence. I don't know for certain though, but it it was somebody who he like worked with and he was friends with who was just like worried about him because he's he looks like he's acting like a crazy person. He's obsessing over Mary's death and he doesn't seem to be moving on and doing taking steps to take care of his children. Yeah. And so he's like, okay, well, maybe I gotta do a little bit of tough love, get him out of here, because he's kind of crazy and he's kind of infringing on our lives now gives him that money spends it on a fuck ton of guns and then he's like yep time to pack up and leave and then what he does is like that's that's when julie the wife dies after that oh she's like torn to pieces by some monsters apparently yeah and then that's when he starts going on the road and it's just really really wild because from that moment He's already talking about how Dean, the four-year-old, is already stepping up and protecting his little brother. Yeah, there's a part where, like, uh, every morning when John wakes up, Dean is, like, inside the crib. Like, his arms wrapped around Sam, and he's, like, trying to protect him from whatever's out there. Oh, so sad. Yeah, I'm just like, like, I, I can understand if that would be the reaction, even if they had, like, more of a normal life. But, like... It just really shows you how early on Dean had to kind of take on that, like, parent protector role. And it it breaks your heart. I know. It's just going to get worse from there, too. Just, oh, Boise. It's going to get so much worse. So, babies, it's going to get so much worse, honeys. My poor boy. I want to highlight two different quotes. They're from, like, around different times. So, what he says is, not for Dean, though. The first thing he wanted to know was when we could go home. We don't have a home anymore, Dean. The sooner you get used to that, the better. We don't have a home until we find what killed your mother. Already obsessing. And then later, what he says is, I'll hunt and the boys will hunt and we will find whatever killed Mary and send it to hell. And on the way, if we kill every monster and ghoul and ghost and demon and anything else, blah, 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 my boys will not grow up to experience what I have. They will not lose what I have lost. You're already denying him a home. Yeah. You're already denying both of your sons a home. They're not going to lose these things because you're not giving them the opportunity to get them in the first place. You're depriving them of these things. And that's worse, John. How do you not see that's worse? Yeah. And later on, he, like, Dean is 26, the same age as he was when he, like, all this fucking happened or whatever Mm -hmm. the heck. And he's like, Dean doesn't have a home. He doesn't have a wife. He doesn't have kids. He doesn't have anything. I'm going to make sure... Sam gets a chance, though, and he, like, doesn't even really seem all that bothered. Like, ah, well, I fucked up Dean, so, and whatever, it's fine. I'll get it the second time around. 
it's just really wild because he's just like, yeah, I raised my son right. My son is okay. He doesn't have any of the things that he should have at this point mm-hmm. in his life. He doesn't have a good life, but I did write with like who he is as a person. I'm like, you're wrong on both counts, bro. Like, you fucked him up super bad and you fucked Sam up too. Like, I just, he's like, by the time Sam's 26, this will all be over. No, it won't, whore. No, it won't. <laughs> oh my God. One last quote from the fucking chapter was, the only holiday spirit I have is bloodlust. I want to kill. The last time I remember feeling this was at Vietnam. Like, ah, what? Yikes. Everything bad there. Okay. Should we go the next year? Yeah. Let's fucking do okay. it. 1984, not really much happens. John learns more about hunting and meets other hunters and hunter allies alike. Uh, John debates sending Dean back to school and watches Sam take his first steps. Aww. Aww. I just love the fact that Sam's first steps were towards Dean. This is very cute. And that fucking John is watching that happen and Sam falls on his face and starts crying. John literally writes, life is tough, kid. Do I sound like a proud dad? I am. Like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Don't you think that their life is hard enough already? Like, he's truly just like, I don't know what, I don't really know what the word would be. He's just like trying to make a character out of himself. He's just like. He's got main character syndrome when really he's just the bad dad in the He's he's the bad dad backstory when he thinks he's the main character. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God, this is so funny. Like it kind of thinks he's cool. And the whole thing is like, I don't know what the writer was thinking like i am already so fucking biased towards john i don't know if the writer is like i'm sure the writer wants us to sympathize with them but even like the most sympathetic parts i'm still like you're a fucking disgusting little man and i'm gonna kill you myself <sighs> yeah even the parts where you're supposed to be like really really empathi- empathizing with him like the only times that i can actually do that are when he doesn't mention sam and dean because every every single time it just mm-hmm. snaps me back to exactly what he's doing to these children knowingly and I just can't feel bad for him anymore. Like in this year he he's like, "Oh, I noticed that Dean has a talent for guns. I can already see it." Yeah, like he's, he's going to need it. Like the fact that he's like, "Oh, he'll need it." Like uh so you're planning on being in hunting long enough for Dean to use a gun? He's 5. He's 5. What the fuck? Yeah, it's wild. It's wild. Yeah, that was actually on his fifth birthday that he said that. I just, that is so insane. I mean, it's just kind of from the start, just so clearly that John intends to start hunting and he says he's going to stop eventually and he doesn't and he doesn't try to. There's pretty much like one time where they stick in a town long enough for him to like get a decent job and and then they and then they have to leave because some shit happens we'll get there but yeah after that he's just like i'm never i'm never doing that again that's not happening again so yeah like fuck it after that i don't know how but to finish up uh sam's high school years like they get a place in california that was more or less just to keep sam satisfied enough because Dean never mentioned not liking be on, being on the road, but Sam fucking hated it and was very vocal yeah. about it because he wanted to have a normal life. Oh, he was so. he was like begrudgingly like, fine, I will give you the basics of what you need to have a good secondary education. And I expect you to be grateful for that and to start pulling your weight because this is a sacrifice I'm making for you. And like, bro, 
what the fuck? He's acting like this is something unreasonable that he's giving to Sam and that Sam should suck it up after this. Like, what the hell is wrong with you? Yeah. Oh, my. Okay. (laughs) Continuing on because God almighty. Uh, John, 1985, John begins teaching Dean the lore he's learned of how to shoot a gun. This is when he's six. Um, as well as sending him to, back to school, Sam stays with John while Dean is at school, and John believes he won't make as fine a hunter as Dean. Oh my god. Like, this whole time, this whole year, John is like, oh, it's such a shame they can't stay in school. Oh, I really wish they could, uh, wish they could have a normal life. It's like, bro, that's your job. That's what you're supposed to do. Exactly. It's like, maybe the reason why you want to give them this childhood is because it's the bare minimum of what they deserve. I guess it's implied that Sam is special, yada yada. We all kind of know from the show. And it's implied that things are trying to, like, get to them. Yeah. But, like, you could just stay in one place and just, like, protect them. I feel like that would be easier. Yeah. Like, I... I understand after we're coming for the kids trying to, like, you know, zag on them, evasive maneuvers. But after a while, because nothing happens for a good long while that indicates that the children are, like, being hunted. Yeah. Like, maybe try to settle down. And then once something else happens, maybe do a little bit of evasive maneuvers or, like, I don't know. Maybe just take a stand where you are. Hey, maybe you should be exploring other options, like reaching out to other people to help you. Yeah. And also, he gets them into hunting anyway. He's already putting them in harm's way himself. Yeah. What is he fucking thinking? (laughs) He's so stupid. He is so stupid. The one thing that, like you said, he's talking about how great um, Dean would be as a hunter and how Um, He thinks Sam is different. It's just really, really weird because he says, I don't think he's got the killer instinct about Sam. Like, that's a bad thing. Like, sir? But also, I do like how somebody at least acknowledges Sam doesn't like killing things. Sam is a softer person. Because I feel like he deserves... From the beginning, he felt dirty, unclean. And then during the whole apocalypse arc, that was just completely um, validated. Like, yeah, you're drinking demon blood. You were created to be the vessel of Lucifer. There's something wrong with you. But at no point does anybody ever, like, come back and be like, actually, you're, like, a good person, though. (laughs) Actually, you are innately good. And I feel like, I don't think he's jealous of Dean or wants to be Dean, but seeing your brother being like oh yeah you are the righteous man oh yeah you are like supposed to be the um weapon of heaven like those are things that like we associate that with innate goodness and then he gets like yep you're gonna be the weapon of lucifer you're you're tainted and unclean and like i just no one ever took the time to just look him in the eyes and tell him that no, that doesn't mean anything. You're still uh, just so upsetting. The one yeah. thing I do like about these journals is that every once in a while when he talks about Sam, you can tell even from a young age, he's always just been a very sweet and more quiet child. He's been a quiet, sweet, yeah. intelligent child. And it's just like, <laughs> he just, sorry, I just, I feel so <laughs> emotional about it. I know. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, back to the book. <laughs> yeah, just Sam is so 
The same as actually like so good at this book. He's kind of the star. He's so interesting. Yeah, he and, is. Yeah, he's more fiery than he is in the show. Like because it's like comes from John's perspective, and John is like he's so fucking disobedient. He just yelled at me, and he's being a real pain in the ass. And it's like good. That's my boy. Yeah, the way that he's rebelling is he wants to. Uh, let's let me just uh, check my notes. A uh, play soccer. He wants to. Uh, let me let me check my notes. He wants to take AP classes. Like, <laughs> what? yeah, hey sir, what's the fuck's wrong with you? Like, I know. I do. Oh god, I'll I'll have to wait until we get to this point. But yeah, <laughs> because I keep jumping ahead because it's when all the fun, cool stuff happens. But I know. Yeah, we're trying to get through it really quick. So, okay, 1986. John goes on a hunt with Bill Harvel to hunt Hellspawn, but. Uh, fucks it up, and a demon takes over Bill. John has to kill Bill. Uh, I get it. Uh, he learns how to perform exorcisms from Pastor John. Boys continue to grow, with Sam turning three, and John can sense uh, Dean's fierce protectiveness over Sam. Gee, I wonder where that came from. Yeah. Oh, for oh my god, for Sam's birthday, this is like the one good happy family moment where Sam turns three and they get like an ice cream cake and Sam is like covered in it. Yeah. And the, both of them are like sleeping on the one bed in the room. So John actually slept on the floor like, yeah, you should, bastard. Yeah. Um, Dean, yeah, Dean goes to school and fucking he makes John swear to him that he's going to take care of Sam. Like Dean doesn't trust his dad to take care of Sam. That's what I got from it. It's just so wild because even from this young age, Dean is becoming so attached and protective of Sam that I don't even necessarily think it's he doesn't trust his dad. He doesn't trust anyone but himself to take care oh, of Sam. Oh, that's very true. It's that's kind of like true. kind of the whole like, you know, if you got to do something right, do it yourself. But like being so protective and obsessive over something that like no one else can like also ooh, the last part that i really 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 hate this is directed at mary and um he's talking about how he's noticed that dean will watch sam like a hawk to make sure that nothing is wrong nothing goes wrong with him he says she doesn't know how it tears me up inside to see that expression and to know that it's there because i have drilled it into dean that sammy is his responsibility he's eight years old and i've told him his brother's life is in his hands mary i didn't have any right to do that but what else could I do? Oh, boy. And, like, I know they're trying to make him sympathetic, but this just makes me angrier. Yeah. No, you didn't have any right to do that. Yeah, you could have done literally anything else. Yeah, there's so much else that he could have done. And it's just so, so upsetting because he knows that this is wrong. And he's just like, well, what else, What other option did I have? Like, you made Hunter friends. You could have tried to put down yeah. roots with them. Like, sincere, normal friends thought you were crazy. Like, Bill Harville, the one that you had to kill, he has a daughter that's around your son's age. Ellen knows what you're kind of going through. Like, you could have tried a little harder. Some of them, even if you weren't, like, super close friends, would have noticed you have two small children. And being hunters would have probably tried their most to help um, you protect them. Especially if you told them that something is after them specifically. Like, there's so many options. Like, I just, it's so upsetting that, like, even now he knows what he's doing is wrong and he keeps doing it. Oh my god, I know. I just wanted a year where hunters, like, see how shitty he's 
how shitty John is and they like just like try and look out for the for the brothers and take care of them and like give them any sense of normalcy or stability. And John just clearly doesn't want to give them any of that, especially Sam. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, he keeps saying, like, oh, I just want them to be, I want them to feel normal. I want them to have a good life. But he just takes it away at every opportunity. Truly. Yeah. It's like when they're little, the idea of them having a normal life, awesome. But then as soon as Sam is old enough to start asking for a normal life, he's like, how dare you? We owe this to your mother. The thing is, if it had even been framed as you guys can't have this because um, it's too dangerous for you because something's after both of you too, it would have been even slightly more sympathetic. But no, he truly is just, as Dean said, an obsessed bastard. He fucking sucks. He does. So the year after that, 1987, uh, the Winchesters settle into town, but within that year, uh, Ellen notifies John that a hunter uh, came across a demon that knew about, knew their location. John insists the boys will need to learn to adapt. Uh, John has a shaman named David Fowler perform a ritual to talk to a creature about Mary's death, but something goes wrong and the creature kills David. John only goes back to kill it when Dean asks if it will kill other people. This Mm. makes John realize briefly that he's losing a sense of right and wrong in this quest. They're like driving away and Dean has to tell his dad like, hey, um, aren't you supposed to like finish the hunt and... Uh, other people are gonna get killed because of that thing. Like, yeah, John. Yeah, <sighs> Jonathan. Like, yeah, no fucking shit. <sighs> other hunters told you that, like, like years ago, like the first year you learned if there's a hunt, you have to finish it, otherwise bad shit will happen. And it's just, oh my god, unfortunate, dickhead. Just there's one part later on where Sam asks about mm-hmm. uh, Mary, and oh my god, and what John says i told him what you tell a boy who asks about his dead mother i told him that she was beautiful and kind and she loved him and sammy more than anything in the world like tell us one unique trait about her what's her favorite food did she like collect anything did she collect bottle caps or trains or anything <laughs> like you know this was written by a man because it's like oh she was beautiful and she was so kind and she was so full of love and it's like can you tell me literally anything about her anything please i'm begging and it's like that's coming from john who was married to her and he doesn't have anything to say about her besides that like at least dean was like oh i really liked her pie john is just like she was beautiful and she was kind and she was the perfect woman and now we have to avenge her death he's just like making a religion out of mary essentially he's just like turning her into this I don't know what the word is. Madonna, martyr, all of that shit. Because it's she's not a human to him anymore. That's for fucking sure. Yeah, she's she's not the woman he married anymore. She's his dead wife. Yeah, she's his excuse to go kill things, essentially. Yeah. Oh, my God. And also, like, later in, in the journal, he talks about how much he misses her and he wishes he could talk to her, but, like, he's not going to try that again because of how bad it went the other time. Like, what would you even say to her, though? Yeah, what would you talk about? Tell me what you would say to her. Like, other than complaining about how bad your life is, like, what what do you want to hear from her? Don't Not just what do you want to say to her, what do you want to tell her, what do you want her to say back? Why yeah. Why do you want to talk to her? If, like, you've had one day with your wife, what would you fucking do? 
she wants to go if she wants to go to a movie theater what kind of movie does she want to see <laughs> tell me one thing about her please oh my god i hate it when women are written like this it's the fucking worst yeah and it's like there's not like a single part in this book where he says something like oh saw this some other thing that has nothing to do with hunting reminded me of yeah. you made me sad even if they put in one of those one of those things I could have, I could have lived with it, you know? For fucking, yeah, imagine reading this as someone who doesn't watch Supernatural, might not watch it afterward. Just like, you don't know anything about Mary at all. You just know she's some, truly, truly, truly the definition of a fridged woman. That is it. That's all you get about her. It's insane. You know, I will give it to Supernatural, the later seasons. I will give it them that at least it is pretty cool to have Mary show up and she is a character and has a unique personality <laughs> eventually. I haven't gotten to the part, but there's apparently a lot of people who are upset with her. And I'm just like, okay, she's been around for about a season now and I'm not really upset with her. So I mean, I'd rather have people be upset about like, oh, I hate this choice that she made and I hate that she did this or yada. Like, you know, I'd even take like people being like, oh, she doesn't like Cass, so I don't like her. Like, Still, that's that's a character choice. Exactly. That's a rounded character, and that is enough for me. And that's actually one of the things that makes me kind of like her more, because I don't know what happens, but it's like, oh, mm. if they give her enough personality that you hate her, <laughs> like... Yeah, then you finally have a good character. I, I think it's mostly, like, the choices that she's making with her family that people don't like, and I'm like, that's at least understandable, but it also makes you a more complex person if you handle dealing with something... Yeah so fucked up very poorly <laughs> mary winchester is a vriska at the very least there's that oh my god i don't think she's as bad as vriska <laughs> uh one last thing about this year <laughs> every once in a while john would be like D apparently i'm supposed to believe that demons come from hell but if demons exist that means angels exist and that's not possible it's like <laughs> <laughs> sir <laughs> little do you know little do you know uh the next year 1988 uh the events of something wicked happened sam was nearly killed by striga because dean was too afraid to shoot and john reprimand reprimanded him for not following orders john regrets putting that burden on a nine-year-old dean's shoulders but feels the boys can't afford to be weak shut the fuck up john winchester so there's a fan theory I read that with that in mind, and I think it's, I think it fits. I think it fucking fits that. He used them as bait? Yeah. He, yeah. Since a circuit can only be killed uh, while it's feeding on, like, a child. And John just, like, showed up right as it was feeding. It's totally believable that John just used his own fucking son as bait. And it was, like, also testing Dean at the same time. Yeah, John just wrote that, oh, he missed the kill, and Dean couldn't pull the trigger when he needed to. Like, oh my god, this... Like, they don't say it like, oh, he did that, but he doesn't not say it, and I am inclined to believe that he did it. Yeah. Bastard. I could believe it, because it's always been more about the hunt than it has been uh, and avenging Mary than it's been about protecting his children or literally anyone else. It's been more about the kill than it's been about saving people and i think that's yeah. something that even sam and dean fall into later in the later seasons it's no longer saving people hunting things the family business it's just hunting things yeah and like john 
he says he's always trying to protect his kids and he wants to keep them safe. He has no fucking qualms about himself putting his kids in danger. Literally none at all. He does it all the time. Yeah. It's... He's a crazy person. He is. And in the show, Dean says that J- John never like looked at him differently afterward. Yikes. Uh, I hate this man so fucking much. 1989. John notices that Sam tends to look for solutions instead of fights when it comes to monsters. As he should, yeah. as most hunters fucking should. Yeah. Um, because John doesn't, when later on a camp counselor dies and John investigates, he learns the creatures are upset about uh, these pictograms being destroyed. So Pastor Jim connects him with a Cree man uh, who offers the creatures a new home in a different creek. So this man talks to these creatures. He's of the culture where these creatures originate. And the guy is like, oh, you guys are upset. And you're causing trouble in the lake, but I have, mm-hmm. I have a creek near my house, and you guys are fully welcome to move on. And it's a nice, peaceful solution where everybody mm-hmm. wins. And John is still like, oh, I really wanted to kill him, though. I wish I could have killed him. Like he yeah. literally says, "Is like, man, I wish I could." Disgusting. He's disgusting. He's horrifying. Again, because it's always been more about hunting. I mean, he's truly from the first chapter he's just a violent man like he has bloodlust and he says it didn't start with hunting it didn't start with mary he said he's had it it's been lurking under the surface since vietnam like he's always had a little bit of violence in him and it's like bro and he's like oh i don't need a therapist though like oh my god that's one thing that i kind of wish dean had the chance to grow out of the whole like the first priority is to kill things yeah. Because even in the show, like, it shows Sam, who still tries to, like, look for, for other solutions, and Dean's always just like, nope, I got a gun, I'm gonna shoot it. That's true. I kind of wish both of them got to flourish. They both got, like, Sam got the opportunity to do more hunts and show Dean, hey, there are other ways to do this. We don't have to keep doing this dad's way. That's something they could have easily done so that both of them could start actually healing from their dad yeah like that would have been so good for both of them i know right just in general especially later on we're kind of gonna get there but john doesn't really flesh out dean in this book yeah yeah dean is always just kind of doing what he's told honestly i kind of was towards like thinking like dean kind of sounds like a psychopath if you're reading this without having any feelings about dean like what without watching the show you would be like this kid is not right dean literally kills a man in a chapter or two like a human man Mm -hmm. and it's just not brought up and dean just does whatever his dad says kills whatever just later on he's like a scam artist a ladies man and he's a thief and the one tenuous link to humanity is his brother and that's it and his brother's gone now yeah it's so insane that it's like the same person it's insane that i'm a dean girl and then reading this it's like how the fuck oh this guy sounds horrifying i do not want him to grow up there's one entry that's just oh dean said that he was going around and like having fun with the like the car but i don't see any miles on the odometer when you're like oh this is around the time he was dating Cassie. He didn't want his dad to know that he had a girlfriend. So it's like, yeah. there are things where you know, like, it adds humanity to Sam and Dean. Because yeah. Sam is just the bad kid who won't listen to him. And Dean is just the perfect soldier who is kind of a psychopath if you don't know any of the other context. Yeah, exactly. Dean is either 
a boring little good boy or a fucking coward. It's, oh my god. Yeah, and it's- That's, like, pretty much all you got from John. Yeah, and it's also wild because, like, the one episode where um, they mentioned that uh, Dean stole some bread and his dad was like, yeah, no, let him rot in jail and all of that. Um, He's like, yeah, I didn't mention it in the journal at all. So you know that he's- you know that he's a unreliable narrator because you know he's not mentioning a lot of things. Especially since he only has, like, one or two entries about his kids every year. You mean every single yeah. year? Yeah. Just, like, there's barely anything about, like, their achievements. Especially later on. Like, Sam's achievements are seen as, like, a bad thing. Dean's achievement, Like, okay, for the next year, for his 11th birthday, Dean asks for a gun and John gets him one. He's like, oh, I'm so proud. It's like, oh, what? Yeah, 1990, his 11th birthday, Dean asks for a gun and John gets someone to fill with silver. Uh, The boys are falling behind in school and John doesn't know how to fucking fix it. And John talks about fucking black dogs. And just, like, nothing really happened in this chapter. But the thing was, is that John was like, oh man, they're both falling behind in school, Sam especially. Um, I could have Dean, like, homeschool him more, but I think Dean already has enough on his plate. Man, I wish Mary was here to help me with it. It's like, dude, <laughs> you don't have a paying job. You're only hunting. You're mm-hmm. doing a bunch of fucking reading about black dogs for no fucking reason. Help your kids. You have no excuse at yeah, all. Yeah, he's just like, my son wife is not actually doing super hot right now he's having some struggles of his own so i I can't have him do more work to help my other son god i wish my wife wife wasn't dead like what the fuck is wrong with you like he doesn't need to be a mother or a father to your other son he's 11 yeah here's here's the entire quote having uh having sam's life in his hands is enough for dean he can't be responsible for homeschooling sam too god this is one more time I reminded how much we need Mary. Like, you're like, oh, I wish I my wife was here so I she could do all these fucking chores and errands my son can't handle. Yeah, it's like he shouldn't have to do either of those things. The most he should be doing as an older brother is like maybe occasionally helping Sam with his homework or reading to him. He shouldn't be teaching him and he sure as shit shouldn't be like his guard dog for his life like yeah especially at 11 like maybe if he's 13 he can babysit his brother but like you're putting his life in dean's hand all the time yeah i just i i can't i can't i can't this man is truly the fucking worst (laughs) truly okay so the next year the 1991 John fights a nest of succubi that turn into Mary. Apparently, demons have a plan for the Winchester as he kills all the, the succubi. Winchesters stay in Albuquerque long enough for Sam to play as a... Oh my god. To, long enough for Sam to play as a sunbeam in the play! Oh, that's so cute. That's so cute. John, fi- John finally gets a fucking job. Maybe he heard our criticism and thought, oh yeah, I guess I could get a paying normal job. Like, okay, great job. Uh, this brief piece ends when Sam's teacher, Miss Lyle, kidnaps him, kidnaps Sam, saying he's special, and Dean and John just barely manage to rescue him. John suspects the succubi have something to do with it since he slept with Miss Lyle and wonders if Sam is his own child, and John kind of wonders if Sam is his own biological kid or if he is, like, a demon spawn or something. Which, I mean, he's not... Uh, he's slightly on the right path, but he's gonna... He's, like, 
bro, calm down, calm down a little bit. Yeah, for the next like couple of years, he's like keeping an eye on him to see if he acts in, like in any way demonic, and he doesn't. <laughs> uh, John goes to see a soothsayer who says that Sam is special and that they, he and Dean need to be ready for what's coming. This part was really weird. Later, he asks to speak to Sam alone, the soothsayer, and when Dean and John return. The soothsayer has been, like, torn to pieces with the words kill him written in blood. I think it's a bit of an overreaction. I'm just saying. A man named Anderson is driving a black car that's been tracking the Winchesters, intent on killing Sam, who he says killed the soothsayer. Okay, John confronts him, and Dean, age 12, kills him. Yeah. Kills this hunter, a human person. At 12! At 12! And the year before, he asked for a gun. Like, imagine not watching Supernatural and reading those two things happening within a year. Like, literally, like, mm-hmm. oh, shit, this kid's going to be a fucking serial killer. And it's like, you're not wrong, but you're definitely not right. But uh. It's not like he killed the guy in cold blood. Like, he was actively trying to hurt Sam. But, like, what the hell? Like, he killed his first human man when he was 12. This isn't a werewolf. This isn't, like... This is a human person. That's so fucked. I know. Just Jesus Christ. And he doesn't even be like, what have I done? How could I let this happen? He's kind of just like, yeah, the- I had to like kind of reread. I'm like, wait a minute. Dean killed this man? It- wait a minute. Holy shit. And it just doesn't even really seem to phase him. Like, I'm beyond hope for uh, asking him to feel something for any of the non-human creatures. But come on. God, Sam probably never even found out that Dean killed a man to keep him safe. Holy shit, this family is so fucked. The more that I read this, I was like, oh god, Sam doesn't know the half of it. He doesn't know the half of the horrors that his dad put them through because he was just too little to remember. And then you realize, oh shit, there's probably a whole fuck ton that John doesn't know either. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, apparently in this year- Sam is getting a little bit more, it's starting to be like, I don't know about this. This all kind of fucking sucks and I'm kind of tired of it, mm-hmm. as he fucking should. And Dean, there's a passage that, like, Dean tries to fix everything and keep us together as a team. Neither of them should have to do those things. It's like, oh, Dean, my poor boy. He just wants his family to be together and safe. And later on, John, like, kind of asks himself questions. He's like, how do I avoid this question? Would the boys be better off somewhere else with someone else leading normal lives? And he answers his own question. He's like, no, I'm their father. They belong with me. It's like, it's okay. Yeah, and it's also, like, you can tell just how much, like, denial and justification he's doing. Because he knows that the answer is actually yes. He's like, nope, I'm their father. They belong with me. And he does that all the time. Like, from here on out, it becomes more and more um, frequent. He will, like, systematically list all the bad things he's doing to them and then he'll immediately justify that this is right because this is the only thing he can do he is just and right because he is their father oh my god 1992 not really much happens winchesters are on the run this is the year that fucking sam says there's something in his closet so his dad just hands him a gun to kill whatever's in there Mm -hmm. oh my fucking god 1993, 1993, that's the year I'm bored. 1993, John sees Dean becoming, sorry, it's fine. Uh, John sees Dean become more like himself while Sam grows more angry with their lifestyle, as he should. Mm -hmm. Ten years after the fire, John no longer dreams about Mary. He wonders if he should speak to Mary through a seance or a ritual. 
Oh, here's, yeah, here's a passage about Dean. He says about him, quite the lady killer, that kid. Like I was at his, his age. Hell-raising, foul mouth, full of piss and vinegar. Silas had it right. He's like me. If I'm not careful with him, by the time he's 20, he'll have left a trail of kids and arrest warrants all over the country. Like, and he's like proud of that. Yeah. You're proud that your son, who at this point is 14, you're projecting him to have a bunch, a bunch of children and arrest warrants. What the fuck? And he's like, well, well, this is a good thing, actually. I gotta, I gotta rate him just a little bit. And then meanwhile, say, oh, this is, yeah. Meanwhile, Sam is like part of a soccer team Mm -hmm. and they have a fucking match. They have a game and John takes Sam out instead to take him bow hunting. And I'm pretty sure it's on his birthday too. Is it on his birthday? I think it was. Let me, let me see when it was. Cause I think if it's May 2nd, that's his birthday. It's just like, oh, yeah, John took Sam away from a soccer game to go do fucking target practice. And he's like, I can't believe my son's so mad about it. Blah, 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 blah. It's like, bro, couldn't you have just done it the next day? Yeah. He's literally only doing that. It's just, I don't even know what his g- goal is. He's like, oh, I'm going to make Sam more committed to the hunt. And it's mm-hmm. like, no, that's negative reinforcement. What are you fucking talking about? Yeah. Of course he's not going to want to be a hunter if you don't let him fucking live a double life or something. Oh yeah, you God. took. He can have both. You took away one thing he really likes and wants to do, and made him do something else. Like, why on earth would he associate that with pleasant things? You know. Yeah, like you've already taken away like a home. You fucking like take yep. away everything from these boys, and then you get mad when they ask for something. It was in fact his birthday, May second. Sammy is ten years old birthday. today. It was a lousy day for oh him and me. God. He's on the soccer team. And it was game day. And then he talks about how he took, made him bow hunt instead. On his birthday. On his birthday! He wanted to go to his soccer match on his birthday. And you took that away from him. Oh my god. And you remember Dean in the show, in like the first episode, is like, well, bow, bow hunting's important. And it's just like, I cannot believe Sam is not more fucked up, honestly. <laughs> he is completely in the right to be as fucked up as he wants. Yeah. That's horrible. See, the thing is, like, 90% of the decisions Sam has made have been like, no, he's right and he should say it. <laughs> Every single time. Oh my god. On his fucking birthday. I'm not over that. Oh my god. It was his birthday. Like, hello? If it was just a regular Saturday where he wanted to go to soccer, but you made him bohun instead, yeah. it would still be bad. But you made him do it on his birthday. Now I'm just, you, I want you to know that for the rest of this podcast, the back of my brain is going to be, except for the fact it was my birthday, my fucking birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I assume that's your background <laughs> most of the day anyway. <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah, yeah, but you don't need to call me out like that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, 1994, Sam asked for... Uh, computer for his 11th birthday and John does get one because oh every army needs intelligence like shut the fuck up but also (laughs) it's really funny to see Sam with this giant ass fucking CRT monitor whatever you call it and like the giant tower just computers are so fucking big and he's like no I want a computer and we are lugging it into the Impala bringing it into every single motel room I demand it like yes Sam that's self care baby I know also I do want to point out the very first entry for 94 was on 
Dean's 15th birthday. He gets literally one line. Dean turns 15 today. The rest of the entry takes up four pages. And it's all yeah. about demons. It's just so, yeah. like, you, he gets one line on his own birthday. Yeah. That's the thing is that later in the journey, as like the years go by, more and more of the journal is taken up by like these lore dumps. Mm -hmm. And to the point, like some of these like uh, summaries are just truly just like a couple sentences because that's all I could really glean about the personal life. The rest of it is just all fucking lore. Some of it's like not even in English, so I can't read it. You can see he's really going down the drain. (laughs) John just truly just doesn't have any fucking humanity eventually. Yeah, and it's like reading through the lore every once in a while, there'll be like a personal anecdote, but like that's almost completely stopped. It's just completely without context. He's just dumping lore. Yeah, the four things he makes a note of every year is Dean's birthday, Sam's birthday, his anniversary with his wife, and the anniversary of her death. Yep. And he has something to write about each one. But that, but even those last two get shorter and shorter each year. A lot, yeah. Sometimes it's literally just, they are this age today. And then generally on their anniversary, he writes what like the gift would be and not too much more sometimes he has some angst most of his angst is saved for um the anniversary of her death though yeah um 1995 not very eventful year john uh hunts some werewolves bemoans his son wanted to be maybe a bit more normal <laughs> researches a lot about speaking to and raising the dead mm-hmm. uh and he starts thinking about demons yada 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 not a whole lot is really going on anymore and like the only times he like this is just me being angry on Dean's 16th birthday. He just mentions this is his birthday and they went on a hunt. The very next um, time he just drops more um, uh, werewolf uh, lore. And all he has to say is Dean is a hell of a shot. Like, wh- oh, why boy. is, why is everything about hunting with you? Say something Truly. about either of your children that doesn't have to do with hunting. Honestly, it's it's yeah. worse because Dean, he only ever mentions hunting. Sam, at least he yeah. mentions he's a smart kid and he wants to do these other things. He's like mad at Sam. He's like, oh, Sam is into soccer and he likes computers and oh, he wants to go to Stanford. Like, oh, Sam is like the most rounded character in this whole book. All of it is spoken as if these are all bad things. Dean, it's only ever about the hunt. And that yeah. that makes me so angry. And that's why Dean seems like such a fucking psychopath. Because I know. that's all he ever Truly. says about Dean. He doesn't see his children as people. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. He sees Sam as some sort of, like, a tool that will not behave. Well, he sees his family as an army. Yeah, exactly. And, like, he sees he only obliges Sam's want for a computer because it would help him in his stupid fucking quest. Mm-hmm. Soccer's not going to fucking help him, though. So he's just like, oh, absolutely no so- no soccer. Unless you're useful to me, you're not important. And that's, like, him with other hunters and his fucking kids and just literally everything. It's disgusting. He's a disgusting man. When he mentions um, in November, Sam... It's still playing soccer. Good for him. He wins a championship. All John can say is like, I'm proud of him and I'm sad too. He's battling to keep himself together the only way he knows how, by rebelling. Only because he's Sammy, he rebels towards being normal. I get it. Even if I can't let it keep happening. Even if I can't let it keep happening. Can't let it keep... Whatever. We owe Mary too much to give up now. 
but I'm going to keep this trophy. Like, Mary doesn't give a shit. Mary, Mary wants... John, what do you think Mary would want more for her kids? For them to be fucking miserable and hunting for the rest of their lives or living a normal fucking life? It's right there. Oh my God. It's not about you. It's not. He's not rebelling against you. He's trying to keep himself together by scrapping any sense of normalcy he can out from underneath you. That's what he's doing. Yeah. Sam and Dean owe Mary nothing. Sam owes Mary less than nothing. And John is just always mad at Sam for not wanting to avenge his mother. Like, what fucking emotional state does Sam have in this? None. He has none. He has no reason to care. Ugh, he's the fucking worst. Okay, 1996. Oh boy, this one. Dean's no good, very bad 17th birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Sam's bottle up anger. Uh, lots and lots of lore dumping. My god, that was most of it. And somebody offered to make Mary into a homunculi, but John was like, no, no, I guess not. I'm kind of surprised. <laughs> like, Yeah, he says basically like, well, every time it happens, they lose her, their humanity over time. And it's like, bud, you have already dehumanized your wife so fucking <coughs> much already. She is a cause, not a person to you anymore. Like, yeah. what's there to fucking lose at that point? Yeah bitch she's no longer a person she is a um banner that you wave yeah the flag you make your children march under oh my god yeah for those of you who don't know about dean's very bad no good 17th (laughs) birthday um basically he's like for his birthday what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna send him on a solo hunt and it's um two nuns from saint stephen's indian mission in riverton which is the Indian missions were one of the terrible places where they essentially yeah. were like committing cultural genocide against the Native Americans. So yeah, fun, we are not terrible. Fans of that. But so we're not we're not going to romanticize these nuns. But basically, two nuns who were in love with each other were found out and they killed themselves, I believe. And so they were still haunting it. And Dean had to go and you know dig them up and salt yeah. and burn them. This is why we kind of covered the, we're covering this journal because uh, people were talking about it last week, maybe the week before, about this entry where Dean, for his birthday, he gets sent to destroy these two gay nuns. And when he comes back, John notices that he doesn't seem to be like, characteristically like, uh, what would be the word? He says, um, I don't think I'm sending him on any more solo missions soon. That one was a little tense. I, yeah, and people have kind of gleaned, like, you know, we all think that Dean is bisexual and having to kill two queer ghosts probably doesn't sit well with him. But he can't exactly tell that to John. So, of course, he just mm-hmm. he just doesn't say anything and just says well, uh, mission complete. Mm-hmm. Nothing else to say. Let's move on already. And what really makes me angry about this is, yeah, it's partially is a test, but it's also partially because I want more alone time with Sam. Upsetting. Yeah. You're sending your your son away on his own birthday to spend more time with yeah. your other son. And the whole reason he wanted some alone time with Sam was so that he could tell him, okay, you and Dean can kind of have a home base and you can go to one school. And it's like he's making this huge concession as a way to like appease Sam. But you're going to have to learn how to pull your weight your dead mother comes first before your needs as a child? <sighs> yeah, my dead wife becomes you, my human living son. 
Um, okay, 1997, more alchemy, lore dump. Uh, Dean turns 18, officially takes possession of the Impala. Good for him. Sam and John still fucking fighting, obviously. John is weary that Sam might be something other than completely human, but doesn't really have anything to back it up. Um, he starts kind of looking into the cult. Dean graduates high school. Sam is a year behind in school. Great fucking job, John. And then he talks a little bit about angels. He's like, oh, I still don't believe angels exist. Okay. It's really good. It's like that, uh, you remember in Harry Potter musical where Voldemort's alive and the Ministry of Magic sees him and he's like, I still don't believe you exist. Yeah. <laughs> There's one part very much later on where he's, he really like digs into like, what's the point of getting a fucking degree? I don't see a reason why Sam wants that. It's so stupid. But it's the reason why he doesn't want Sam to get a degree is because he doesn't want Sam to have a life outside of hunting. Yeah. And any other parent would be like, oh, that's good. He'll have a good life if he has a degree. But he doesn't want his son to have a good life. He wants his son to be a hunter. Oh, it makes me so angry. And there's this yeah. bit on Sam's 14th birthday that just, I really mm. like it because of what it says about Sam as a person. He he has the willpower that all, all the Winchesters have. What he says is, um, for him, it sits quietly. You don't notice it's there until he decides he feels strongly about something and he won't compromise. Then you might as well wrestle with angels. I just, yeah, that's what Sam's like. I mean, that is truly Sam. Once he has his mind set on something, he like will not give it up until the end. Like, I think Dean is a little bit more flexible, surprisingly. Yeah, like... I think it's it, it goes with like his really like macho personality. It, it's kind of hard to realize, but you're like Dean. He's a very action oriented person and a very results oriented person too. Sam though is like dig your heels in, will not yeah. compromise. <laughs> and you know what? I appreciate that about him because like ninety percent of the time he's right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and someone needs to take a fucking stand. Yeah. Um, okay, 1998, pretty much nothing fucking happens, but I have to talk about it because John dumps all this fucking lore all the time. He'll just, like, most of it is like, oh, cool. But some of this shit is like this. <laughs> this is so stupid. Sneeze on a Monday, sneeze for danger. Sneeze on a Tuesday, kiss a stranger. Sneeze on a Wednesday, <laughs> sneeze for a letter. Sneeze on Thursday, something better. Sneeze on Friday, sneeze for woe. Sneeze on Saturday, a journey to go. Sneeze on Sunday, your safety seek. For Satan will have you for the rest of the week. What was the point of that? I know. It's like, hey, <laughs> sir, are you like, okay? <laughs> it does not have to do with anything. How does that apply to hunting? <laughs> I think he only wrote it because it has Satan in it. It's like, I, literally anything. You could use a fucking, like, I don't know, ECDC song. Just write it in there and make more sense. What? That's so stupid. He, he like, wrote, it's the 20th anniversary, so he wrote, there's 20 digits on the body. And then immediately starts going off on talking about, like, hand symbology and pentagrams and shit. Yeah. And it just... How does that have to do with his anniversary? Like, he truly... It's so bizarre. This man is unhinged. Yeah. He's slipping. He's definitely slipping. 1999, this is, like, really the point of no return. Mm -hmm. um, on their 21st anniversary, John comments that he's no closer to answers and questions if this has really been worth all the trouble. And no, it fucking hasn't, John! Apparently, Sam... <laughs> Sam gets his driver's license, even though he's known how to drive since he was nine. 
what is your problem, dude? Why does your son know how to drive at nine years old? Oh my god, Sam probably couldn't even see over the fucking wheel. It's so much. The next year is even worse. (laughs) Yeah, like I wrote, like, this is the point, truly the point of no return for John. Like, Mm -hmm. this is like the last of his humanity, where he's just like, kind of actually self-reflects and is like, oh man, I fucked up my kid's life and I had no reason to do this and... Why didn't? Why am I even bothering to do this? My, I knew Mary for seven years. I've been hunting for twenty one now. What was the point of all? Oh my god. Anyway, okay, year two thousand. Jesus. Uh, Dean turns twenty one, and John reminisces about what a loyal, good son he is. Mm-hmm. I'm fucking. I'm chewing glass. John sees a lot of Mary and Sam, despite being an expert in the occult, which ironic. John considers speaking to Mary through a ritual almost every week and wonders if she's in heaven or hell. And, like, the first passage of the year is talking about Dean's birthday. And John says, I spent the last 16 years afraid that I was going to screw Dean up somehow. Maybe now I can forget about that. (sighs) I'm... I was watching uh, Cora. I was watching her on Twitch and... (laughs) I kind of was talking like, yeah, I'm like reading John Winters' journal while I listen to you. And uh, she had like nice, some like nice trip hop, whatever you want to call it, play in. And then I got to this part and I was like, Cora, I know you're busy. I need to scream to somebody. What the fuck? Oh, Dean's fine. Dean's fine. Yep, Dean's fine. He's perfectly fine. We all know from all 15 seasons of Supernatural that Dean turned out just fine. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Like, I tried to raise him right, and it looks like I did. He's a scam artist, a ladies' man, and an absolutely loyal son. Hate him. 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 True. Like, if you're not a John Winchester hater now, I don't know. Oh, actually, maybe the next year or two will change you because 2001, Sam turns 18 and John can see him trying to escape hunting. Mm-hmm. Instead, John doubles down, convinced, convinced a normal life would be a waste of his smarts. Dean plays the role he was always meant to play according to his dad. Oh my fucking God. So <laughs> I hate him so much. I'm amazed Sam didn't immediately leave at, leave at 18. I think he leaves at age 19. After he graduates. Yeah, truly, Sam was like, I'm just going to try a little bit harder. Just one more year of trying, even though I know I can escape. Honestly. So fruitless. It's so sad. Honestly, it's also like knowing that Dean isn't here because um, sometime in probably 99, Dean went off and started hunting on his own. That's yeah. like, that must be so much worse for Sam because it's just yeah. Sam and his dad now. And maybe maybe Sam thought it would be easier because then he doesn't have two of his dad essentially uh like ganging up on him he just has to try and convince his dad and obviously doesn't fucking work out oh my god poor boy feels so bad for him i hate how john talks about it he says he's playing the role he was born to play sam is the younger brother he doesn't know what his role is even though i can tell him until i'm blue in the face he's got one more year of school and then i'm drafting him full-time into the family business and this is the first time he mentions the family business. It's not about Mary. For their anniversary, John only writes 18 years for Mary's death. That's it. This is not about Mary anymore. This is their life now. And 
he doesn't want to fucking hear otherwise. I just, yeah, I hate it so much. And oh, this is the part you were talking about. Dean never even thought about college. We used to joke about it once in a while, but Sammy still believes he can have a normal life. But they're both more useful to the world as hunters than what? Lawyers? Dentists? I'm going to kill him. I'm going to kill him. I'm going to kill him. Truly, he didn't have any contact with any hunters because if he fucking did, other hunters would be like, oh, a hunter who's also a lawyer? That sounds useful. A dentist lawyer? Yeah, we fucking need some dental work done on our spooky tooth disease. (laughs) I don't know. But just Just look at Garth. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, just if he had talked to other hunters, other hunters would have been like, yeah, we could absolutely use people to help us navigate the gray areas between the human world and the monster world. Like, piece of shit, dumbass. I hate him. He's so stupid. 2002, Sam says he's going to Stanford. Dean and John are mad at him for wanting to leave. And Sam leaves two months after graduating high school at 19. Mm. Oh my god. Yeah. And John fucking tells him to stay gone. He only regrets having Dean cuts contact as well. And John's like, oh, I didn't mean for that to happen. It's like, bud, you have been brainwashing this boy his entire life. Of course he's gonna be like, well, my dad cuts contact with my brother i guess i have to too like fucking i yeah. nightmare man it's also like nightmare man it's also like he tries to frame it like i'm only doing this for his own good it's not that i don't want him here it's that this is my tough love policy like what that doesn't make any sense <sighs> you oh also God. program dean to basically be yeah. the caretaker and protector of sam how do you think he's gonna feel now that sam wants to go when you have given no indication that that's an okay thing to do. Yeah. You've brainwashed Dean, and now he's incredibly hurt. And now, of course, Sam is also incredibly hurt because neither of his family members want to talk to him and want to support him. Oh, God. I'm so mad for Sam right now. Like In his fucking journal to fucking Mary, he's like, I haven't kept the family together, Mary. I'm sorry. Sam's gone because he is headstrong, and I couldn't make him understand how important this is to all of us. You too, Mary, I assume. Uh, Now Dean tells me he's cut off contact with Sam, and it's killing me. I can't stand the ideas of the boys separated. I have to lay down the law for the family. Maybe that's a Marine in me talking, and maybe it's not the right thing to do all the time, but it's gotten us this far. Where? Where have we gone? John. John, where have we fucking gone? You've gone nowhere. You literally have no answers. You just said like two years ago you have no... You've been doing this for 20 years Mm -hmm. and you have no fucking answers after all this time. You have gone nowhere. What the fuck are you talking about? You're truly, truly gone off the deep end. (sighs) It's just... boy. what, What has any of this gotten you? Yeah, nothing. Absolutely nothing. Your empire of dirt. Like, (laughs) Jesus Christ. Oh my god. 2003, war seems to be on the horizon with demons. Dean is acting strangely after a hunt in Ohio. Uh, John insists what he said to Sam was right, even though he checks on him six times a year. Oh, father of the fucking year of war, piece of shit. Motherfucker. Ugly ass. Yeah, and yeah, and John... It's still like, oh, when all this is done, me and Dean, we're gonna go have a normal life. Like, really? Do you think do you think yeah. Dean could possibly do that? Dean is hunting on his own right now. He doesn't seem to know enough to be looking for whatever killed their mother. So 
why do you have him hunting on his own? Yeah. In the first entry of the year, Dean's turned 24. I was tw- I was 24 when I married his mother. Sorry, kid. Every boy has to cut the apron strings sometime. And for you, it's not going to be until we kill off a supernatural entity that seriously needs killing. So fucking John, he's not, he doesn't let Dean have a normal life or do anything or think about anything besides killing this monster. And then he, he kind of blames it on Mary at this point. Like, it's his fault that Dean is attached to his mom. Like, I mean, Dean is allowed to be attached to his mom and still be sad, but John doesn't let him think about anything. He does not let Dean move on. He won't let himself move on, and he will not let Dean move on. Sam refused to be stuck in that, you know? Yeah. Oh, my God. But it's also like... He's also essentially saying that you're not going to be out from under my thumb and out from under, like, out of my army until we find what killed your mother. You can't have your own life until then. Yeah. And he's say- saying it like it's Mary's fault. Like, Mary wants this. Yeah. And you have to do it for Mary. It's like, dude, it's all you. It's always been you. You've been the ghost the entire fucking time. Oh, God. It's just... Oh, God. Mary is his only moral code. Anything is allowed. Anything flies as long as it is for Mary. It is under Mary's name. It's insanity. It's really crazy. And when he talks about Sam going off to Stanford, he's like, he's my son. I can't abandon him. I also can't go back on what I said. You don't stop loving a kid, but you can't let love blind you to what's right. What the fuck does that mean, John? He is the absolute worst, and I hate him so much. 2004, Bobby gives John some intel that finally leads him in the direction of Azazel. Doesn't know that name yet, but essentially. But he chooses not to tell Dean about this new intel. Uh, John searches for the cult despite being kind of skeptical at first. It's kind of like ramping up to the start of the series. Like, oh, I finally got an answer and I'm getting ready to go (laughs) leave my kids. All right, 2005, John swears this is a year he finds the demon. Yeah, give it a year or two, dude. Uh, he finds out about the other children with the same circumstances and chases the trail, leading to where the show begins. Yep. Dean turns 26, and when I was 26, I spent two years as a soldier. Dean's been a soldier his whole life. When I was 26, I'd be married. I was married for two years and had a toddler. Dean's never been with a woman for more than a couple weeks at a time. I prevented him from becoming a father. By the time Sammy turns 26, I swear this will be over. Like, uh, he truly just doesn't care about how much he's fucked up Dean. He really never, ever really cares. Mm-hmm. He's just sometimes says like, Oh, I wish he could have been a little bit normal. Anyway, well, yeah. he ha- he's a good shot, though. So yeah. that's a worthy skill. So that... <sighs> the last um, entry was October 28th, 2005. Got a phone call from the roadhouse. The last piece fell into place. I'm on the trail. 22 years. I finally found the son of a bitch. Now I'm going to take him down. Then he has like a little sigil that w- that says Zazel Agiel on it. And that's that's it. That's where it ends. And that's where the boys pick it up. Yeah. Oh, boy. And so that's kind of what's nice about the supernatural fandom <laughs> reemergence is that, like, we're all, you know, a lot of us were, like, I mean, there's a lot of people in their teens, but I was in my very early 20s, very late teens. And now we're all kind of coming back and we're all, like, in our later 20s, some of us early 30s, mm-hmm. I'm 27, whatever. And we're all kind of just like, wait a minute, 
we've all been through therapy and we're all like, this man is the worst thing ever. I can't believe I was okay with this guy. What the fuck? Yeah, it's like, why did we just blindly just accepted that like, oh yeah, of course uh, dad was in the right. Like it sucked for me, but he did his best and what he needed to do. Like, no, no, he didn't. And it, like, you know, we saw like, oh, John redeemed himself with his death by dying nope. for Dean. Yeah, yeah. And back then we were all probably like, yeah, okay, whatever. But now it's like, fuck no. Dying as redemption mm-hmm. is so overplayed and tired. And we all want fucking characters that have to work towards redemption. That is like what everybody wants right now. It's not even necessarily working towards redemption. It's actually changing. Like, if you're not actually changing, you haven't redeemed yourself. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah, John never, ever, ever, ever even remotely thought, even at the end, he didn't think about changing. Making that deal for Dean was just part of the job, essentially. It's so upsetting that they they never got any closure either. They never got any closure over their father's death. They just kind of moved past it, leaving the wound open. It is so upsetting. Honestly... If there was no, like, apocalypse and all that bullshit, and, like, Mary didn't die and all that, I would hope that Mary would divorce him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I would love that. <laughs> just, like, I want Mary to, like, mid-80s just be like, I can't do this shit anymore and divorce him. It's what she deserves. Last thing, Sam Winchester, mandatory minute. This is a very good Sam book. I will say that really at the is. end of this. Sam is... A very interesting character, and I appreciate him even more now that I've read it. Essentially, there was more or less a part in the book where he's just like, like when he says, like, you gotta, you gotta do what's right, and you can't let your love for your children blind you to the truth. Like, that kind of, again, that just heavily leans towards the early seasons queer coding of Sam. Like, I still yeah. love him, but I don't agree with his life choices, and so I'm, he's not going to be in my life anymore. And I'm going to angst like I'm the one who's being right about this. Like, what about that doesn't scream? Oh, I've kicked my gay son out of the house. That is a really good point. Absolutely. Oh, my God. And the thing is, it even Mm. even more so because the reason why he wants it is so that he can have a happy life where he gets a family and friends and is able to be true to himself and what he wants. Like... Oh, Sorry, you t- you raised two queer kids, John Winchester. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Joke's on you, dickass. Two LGBTs. <laughs> A couple of heaves. <laughs> uh, do you have an AU of the week? Oh, AU of the week. Hmm. You go first. Hmm. I have that Mass Effect one that I wanted to do, but also this episode is long enough already. We'll save it. Um, you know what? I'll do... P-flag, over-supportive Sam, embarrassing Dean and his boyfriend at Pride. Love that. Want that. I want that to be canon so bad. In my world, it is. I love that, too. Um, You know what I'm going to say? I'm going to say Squirrel Hell AU. Um, What? What is What? (laughs) Okay, so um, this is actually somebody made a joke on Tumblr that, well, if all dogs go to heaven and they get to chase squirrels... Does that mean this is squirrel hell? So dog heaven is squirrel hell. And so squirrel hell meaning John is in heaven so that we can hunt him for sport. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I 
absolutely <laughs> yes. Squirrel Hell John oh Winchester God. AU. But honestly, yes. for real, I just kind of want like there's like an episode I think in season fourteen. I don't I haven't seen it yet because yeah. I'm still in the middle of season twelve. But like John gets <laughs> brought back to life for a little bit and they get to talk to him. I want an AU where <laughs> Sam and Dean get to like live their lives and be happy and bring their dad back for like two hours and yell at him. Yeah. Tell him he's terrible. That's what I want. <laughs> I want Cass to kick John Winchester's ass. Oh, wow, that's so bad. You just, I feel like Cass wouldn't be in that episode. He wouldn't, because I don't. Cass, yeah, Cass would fucking possess Misha Collins and beat John Winchester's ass to death. Yeah, because Sam and Dean because aren't able Dean to. Couldn't. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Oh the my love God. of my life and my best friend are not able to to do this, so I'm going to do it on their behalf. Like, yeah. rolls up his <laughs> sleeves. <laughs> Meanwhile, Jack is like, hi, Grandpa. <laughs> yeah. And Cass is like, no, Bobby Singer is your grandpa. No one else. <laughs> okay, this has been Helen Complicated, a John Winchester hate cast. Uh, I'm Dupless on Tumblr, Dupless27 on Twitter, Dupless everywhere. Bo? Um, if you want to find me, you're going to have to go on a 22-year-long hunt across America. You're going to have to slowly gather intelligence and lose your sanity. And eventually it'll all culminate with you sacrificing your life for your son who you have never done right by. And yeah, you'll still not find me, but I'm dead at that point. So it won't matter. <laughs> you'll find me spiritually. But you can find us at Helling Podcast on Twitter, Helling Complicated on Tumblr and Facebook. Uh, leave a review on Apple Podcasts if you enjoyed this, please. And lastly, Misha Collins, <laughs> please come on the show. Bring Jeffrey Dean Morgan with you and we're gonna kick his ass sorry jeffrey <laughs> we have a lot of rage <laughs> in our hearts and we need to put it out on someone carry on my wayward kids Bye. on his birthday his motherfucking bur i don't know how i don't know how the song goes Except for the fact it was my birthday. My fucking birthday. Yeah. That's what it was. <laughs> okay. I couldn't remember. Cut out my terrible singing, please. Oh, no. I'm leaving that in. No. <laughs> Sorry.